0: The title of my message tonight is A Seed of the Righteous Shall Be Delivered Slash Escape. You know, I've been praying for my children, like many of you have, and I know for a fact that nothing weighs on the heart of a godly parent more than a child or grandchild that's not walking with the Lord. Saints, there are multitudes in our world today who have not yet received Jesus as their Lord and Savior multitudes of people are still wandering in that valley of decision that Joel talks about in Joel chapter 3 verse 14 in the New King James it says multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision and tonight I'm particularly talking about children but it can be or and your nieces and nephews but it can be from anyone it can be for anybody because like I said Pastor Larry and myself we reach out to people all the time Uh, and pray the prayer of salvation with them to seek, you know, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So it's, uh, but tonight we are focusing on that. And it's sad to say that among them, among those multitudes that are wandering in that valley of decision, some of those are are our children, some of mine personally, because some of my children have accepted the Lord and some have not. Some of my grandchildren have and some have not, you know. And there are so many people that are lost And so I believe that the Lord has impressed upon me tonight to teach on the salvation of our loved ones. And that was another thing that the Lord brought back to my remembrance tonight about teaching his word and doing it in a plain and a simple way. Uh, He brought back to my remembrance when he first called me into this ministry, how the anointing came upon me and he spoke to me and and he said to me, uh, this was I guess a few months after David and I were married, it was for a story of this particular ministry. And the Lord revealed to me that he said his people were losing. He said that their, his people were perishing for lack of knowledge. And he said that they're losing their battles. And what I believe the Lord means by that is he said, because they don't know his word. And I think they're going to lose their battles Their battles, in, uh, when they're praying for their, you know, battles in their sickness, their, you know, their, their um, health, battles in their finances, battles with their family. And it could be even with our children now. But he said that these battles, he said they're in a battle, he said, but these battles are going to continue to get worse. And this was 11 years ago. And we all know that it has, they have increasingly gotten worse over the years. Every year, every day, it increasingly gets worse. He said, but they're going to lose these battles, he said, because they don't know my word. And he said, I want you to teach my word and teach it in a plain and simple way so that everybody, you know, so that they can understand it. And that's what I strive to do. And I'm going to continue to strive to do that tonight. Teach this in a plain and simple way so that everybody here and listening uh, can get it. I receive emails on a daily basis from mothers and grandmothers asking for prayer for their children and for their grandchildren that don't know the Lord, loved ones that have gotten off on the wrong road. I believe that these promises from our Father will encourage all of you. And I'd like to begin with promise number one in Proverbs 11, in the English in the American Standard Bible. It says, Though they join hand in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Hallelujah. You know, that's a promise. Promise number two, and there are many of them, in Isaiah 59, 21, he says, this is my promise to them. In other words, this is his promise to me and you. Says the Lord, my spirit who is on you and my words that I put in your mouth, he says, will not leave you. He said, they will be with your children and your grandchildren permanently, Mm -hmm. says the Lord. And I'll say that again. He said, they will be with you, your children and your grandchildren permanently. And another one, this is one of my favorite scriptures. God promises that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Hallelujah. And all the moms and dads out here tonight listening can say amen and amen. I mean, these are promises from our father. Praise the Lord. For those of you who are not parents, the word seed there in the strongest concordance means uh, your offspring. And it also means time of sowing. So therefore, whatever you're sowing in the Lord, that will be delivered too. God has not lost one seed, and he keeps very good records. Y'all agree with that? Never misses a beat. (laughs) But tonight, I want to focus on our offspring. When people we love, when people we love don't have the wisdom to see the destructive paths that they are on, we can pray for a hedge of thorns. We can ask God to separate our loved ones from destructive influences to cause those who lure them into evil to lose interest and to cause our loved ones to lose interest in them. You are not powerless, brothers and sisters. Are you hearing me? Some people think you're powerless against what your children do or don't do, but you really you're not. This was an action that God used to cause Hosea's wife Gomer's lovers to depart in Hosea uh, chapter 2 verse 6 in the King James. It says, therefore, behold, I will hedge up the way with thorns and make a wall that she shall not find her paths. I'm going to provide you with some prayers that can form a barricade or a double hedge to keep destructive influences out and your loved ones in, okay? But keep this in mind, sisters, brothers and sisters, the prayer can't change a person's will, okay? This prayer can't change a person's will, but God can remove wrong influences, and he can frustrate your loved one's attempts to get to them. Yes. So please keep in mind that most of those who are lost may not respond to you. That's another thing that we really need to keep in mind because a lot of times um, our loved ones will not respond directly to us. Maybe their mother or their dad or their sister, but they will respond to somebody else. Because there are people that your loved ones will listen to. And please hear me. And you can pray to the God of the harvest to send forth laborers across their path. Yeah. And this what tell and this is what it tells us in Matthew nine, thirty six through thirty eight, and the easy to read verse, it says when Jesus saw the crowds of people, he says he felt sorry for them. They had trouble in their minds and they had nobody to help them. <laughs> And he said, Jesus thought these people are like sheep that have nobody to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And in 37, it says, and then, then Jesus said to his disciples, will not you listen to this. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, many people are ready to believe God's message. He said, they're like many plants with ripe seeds and a big field. He said, but there are very few workers to bring in the ripe seeds. And verse 38 says, and you... And you so you must pray to God to send out workers, the fields and plants, he says, belongs to him. One translation into in the Amplified Classic Bible, says, so pray to the Lord of harvest to force out and thrust laborers into the harvest. Saints, they aren't going to get there without some help from us, the laborers. We are the designated laborers, and they aren't going to get there without our help. And they're not going to get there unless they hear the word. In Romans 10, 14, it says, but how, how can people call on him if they have not believed in him? So how can people call on a God that they've never heard anything about? They can't. The answer to that's no. He said, how can they believe in him if they have not heard his message? They can't. They have to hear the message. And how can they hear if no one tells them the good news? The answer is still no. The answer is all of them's no. They have to know. And I know one translation says, how can they hear without a preacher? Right. Right. you got to have a preacher to preach the word. You know, there's a difference in somebody reading the Bible and hearing the word than having a preacher or somebody teaching the word, preaching the word and teaching the word, because the difference is there's anointing on it. You know, so they need to hear, they need to hear that word being taught to them. That, that's how I became born again. You know, and that's how people get healed, too. You get healed from hearing the word. You get born again from hearing the word. It's all, about, it's all about the word. But brothers and sisters, God has made all of us ambassadors for Christ. So we don't all have to be preachers. According to 2 Corinthians 5.20, he's made us ambassadors. So we've all been called to act as representatives for Jesus. And you don't always have to wait on a preacher. As like I said before, I hope you're hearing that. And keep in mind that you have the power and the authority to command Satan to remove the blindness from their eyes. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, in the easy version says the rulers, talking about the demonic spirits of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. He said they cannot see the light of the good news. He says the <laughs> message about the divine greatness of Christ... Christ is the one who is exactly like God. And let me stop here and say this right now. God wants you to know, all those listening online and all those are sitting in here tonight, you may have nephews, you may have nieces, you may have children, you may have grandchildren that are lost, but the world that we are coming into day by day on a daily basis, second by second, these children are going to die and go to hell because we're allowing the teachers and we're allowing our government, we're allowing everybody to teach them what they want to teach them. They're not teaching them what they need to be teaching them. They no longer teaching them history and science and math, maybe a little bit of that, but they're teaching gender. They're teaching this and they're teaching that. And we, we, we've we, always need to be witnessing to our children or, or praying to the good Lord that he will send a labor across their path to, to somebody that will witness to them for us. If they won't listen to us, there is somebody, God said, there is somebody that they will listen to. There's somebody that they will believe. And we have got to wake up. Maybe that's why the Lord wants me to preach this message tonight. we got, it's time, we got to wake up. We're talking about our children. Maybe we're not going to be here when law, some of this bad stuff gets worse. But our children are going to be here. Yes. Our grandchildren are going to be here. Our great-grandchildren are going to be here. And they have to have some type of defense. They have to have something to stand on. They need a foundation. They need the Word of God to stand on. And they can't do it without somebody preaching the gospel, somebody praying for them and standing in the uh, gap for them. Are you hearing me? We got to do something. We can pray and ask God to open their eyes in faith to see that you, Lord, have overcome the world so that they too can overcome sin, death, and the grave. It tells us that's in John 16, Some of these scriptures, you, you, listen, you might want to write some of these down so that you can remember them. But like I said, I do have some prayers that I am going to pass out. We also need to remember that God has given us power and authority over all the spirits, all of the spirits, not just some of the spirits, but all of the spirits. And according to Luke 10, 17, an amplified Bible says, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, Even the demons, he says, are subject to us in your name. So saints, according to Luke 10, 19, we have the power and we have the authority to command Satan to take his filthy hands off of our loved ones and loose them in the name of Jesus. We don't have to put up with his mess not for one second. And then we can pray and ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers across their path to, to witness them according to Matthew 9, 38. Let me stop here just a minute and say this. Most of the time when you pray and you ask God for something, normally once is enough to ask. You ask God and then you go into thanking Him and praising Him until you receive your answer. You, you, you don't stop praying. You just stop asking. Because when you pray, you have to believe you receive it, otherwise you won't get it. So if you're continuing to ask Him, you're showing you didn't believe you got it in the first place. And you haven't. But if you're you're praying and you believe that God heard you and you prayed the prayer of faith, God heard you and you've got it. So now you just need to get all the scriptures you can to thank Him and praise Him until whatever it is you're praying for shows up. You know, and so, but but this is different. However, though, when you're praying for a lost loved one, you can pray it every day if you want to. Because a person the Lord may send to your loved one may not respond to that person. So you ask again and God will send another laborer. In other words, this is a war that we're fighting over our loved ones, and we've got to keep fighting. I realize, too, that many of you were brought up, that many of you brought your children up in church, and for some reason they never responded to God's calling. But remember this, as long as they're breathing, there's hope. Hallelujah. As long as there's a breath left in them, there's hope. Hallelujah. Saints, there are some people who did not get saved until they were adults. Therefore, they didn't raise their children to have a personal relationship with Jesus. As a matter of fact, I I fit into that category. But praise God, not anymore. My mom never gave up on me. She was a righteous woman of God. And she continued to pray for me until the day she went home to be with the Lord. And she went home to be with the Lord in 85. And of course, I didn't accept the Lord until 92. But I came home. She was a, there was a prayers of a righteous mama praying for her children and God answered. And you're going to hear your other scriptures where he says he will. He will answer. He, he keeps his word. I'm just sorry to say that it took me so long to experience a relationship with the Lord. I'm sorry that it took me so long to have a relationship with my father. But I thank God that this scripture covers everyone and it's a solid word to stand on. How faithful, praise the Lord, is our God. For the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. So if you did not get saved until you were an adult and you have children who do not know God, I would declare this, I would pray this, I would sing this, I would memorize it 24-7. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. God has not left anyone out. Then you can throw in Acts 16:31, where it says, And all thy household shall be saved. Household means your family, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy 28, 4 says in the English Standard Bible, said, blessed shall be the fruit of your womb. Hallelujah. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb. Praise the Lord. Do you not see that they have no choice? That it's their tough luck that you are their mother <laughs> right. or grandmother or father? And if you will employ these scriptures, sooner or later they must come in. I came in. My mother was already dead. But I came in. God never forgot her promise, you know, His promise to her. And most of my brothers and sisters are born again. All their children aren't. But as far as I know, I think all my brothers and sisters, and I've had uh, three to go home to be with the Lord. You know, that's what we want whether it's our spouse or children or friends, we, we we want to see them, but that time comes to have the angels got them home. got them home. I heard Brother Hagin talking, preaching a sermon this morning, and he was uh, ex- uh, preaching on the, his experience when he went into hell. The, you know, when he actually went there. You know, before, when I, that was when he was on the sickbed before he was raised up, when I think he was like 16 or 17 and he describes exactly what it was like before he heard that voice that called him out, Jesus he said he didn't know the voice it was just a man but he came right back he came in and out of his body a couple of times but his mom was kept praying and he was back in his body but God had plans for him, God has plans for all of our children He, you know there's not one one that gets born that God doesn't have a plan for we need to keep that in mind. Like I said, if you'll employ these scriptures sooner or later, they must come in. Hallelujah. Saints, work the Word. Work the Word and the Word will work. In Jeremiah 23, 17 in Amplified Bible, it says, Is not my Word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord. And like a hammer... That it breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. Praise the Lord. That used to be one of my favorite verses. You know, it's just some, you know, and I know most of you, whether you're pastors or not, there are certain, you, you, you love all the verses, but there's some at one time or another in your life that you were standing on, you know, and that for a while was standing on that one. You, you begin to quote the word of God over your children and watch it break the rock of the most stubborn will and rebellion into smithereens because that's what's going to happen. I don't care how stubborn they are. It, isn't that what the Bible just said? He's like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. And we've got a lot of stubborn resistance going on right now, and we've got other people that's helping to make it even more stubborn and harden their hearts even more. But they can't, but God is greater. Praise God let's go one step further and let's say that your children are saved but bound by fear some children have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior but for some reason or another they may be bound by fear, uh, bitterness anger, hurt pride, rejection or some other things but keep in mind that the seed of the righteous what? shall be delivered slash escape Hallelujah, they will escape. The word delivered in the Strong's means to escape, be delivered. Pastor was just talking about that earlier tonight, about escaping out of certain things that the enemy has gotten you into. You can escape. God can get you out of it. The word escape is used many times. For instance, when it says things like David escaped from Saul and ran away to Samuel, you find that in 1 Samuel 19, 18, Or when the Israelites were delivered from the hand of the Philistines, delivered slash escape is the same word, like I said, in Hebrew. Saints, you might be thinking right now, you know, you're sitting here listening to all this word that the Lord has put in my spirit to give to you that your child has dug themselves in so deep that they'll never escape. But that's not true. That's not true. Is your child battling unforgiveness, for instance? They shall escape. They shall be delivered. Is your son or daughter battling addictions? There's all kinds of addictions that they can be battling. They shall be delivered. And let me say this before condemnation comes and tells you that you are not righteous. Let me give you that definition to righteous. Righteous means as justified and vindicated by God. If you're born again, you are righteous by the blood of Jesus. God says so. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21, in the English Standard Version, it says, For our own sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you have a righteous mother or grandmother, and your siblings are out in sin, so therefore their children are uncovered, and there's no one praying for them. But hey the righteousness of your mother and father can cover their grandchildren. God is a generational God. Yes, yes. Don't forget that. God is a generational God. In Psalm 78, 4 in the English Bible, it says, We will not hide them from our children, but tell to the coming generations the glorious deeds of the Lord and His might and the wonders that He has done. So we're going to be continuing giving witness and testimony to the goodness of God from generation to generation to generation. That never stops. So get your parents declaring this. Declare it over your nieces and your nephews. And again, do not forget Acts 16, 31, where it says, Believe in the Lord and you will be saved, you and your whole household. Declare it over your children and over your loved ones. I pray that you understand the power of what I've just been telling you guys. I I really do. Your child shall be delivered Your child shall escape from whatever has them bound. I don't know what's got them bound. I don't know what everything's got mine bound. But I I have a a hint of some that have been saved that the enemy is still trying to get after. Some of our children that have accepted Jesus. The enemy has not given up on them. And he's trying to pull them right back in and by the by the. Uh, influences, the people that are influencing them, the people that they have uh, chose to be their friends or that they're associating with or working with or whatever, the enemy is working through them to get to your child, through the influences. And that's what one of the prayers of the prayers that I'm going to give you, you can pray these over your children, but you don't have to take those. those words in the Bible that you can pray over your children. If you will stand your child shall be delivered. And if you will stand on this word and confess it over them, pray over them and be determined, you need to be determined not to give up no matter what you see, no matter what you feel or what you hear. In other words, no matter what you see them doing or hear them doing, you can't give up. You've got to keep, you got to press on. No one ever got anything without pressing on. I don't care what it is. You've got to press in. you got to press in. Are you hearing me? And here is some uh, ammunition you can use against the devil in Jeremiah 31, 16. It says, this is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. That's right. There's many nights that I have wept over mine, and I'm sure my mother weeped many nights over me and some of my brothers and sisters before we accepted the Lord. And most of them didn't accept the Lord until after she was gone. But it shows it doesn't matter. God keeps his promises to a thousand generations. He never gives up, praise God. He says, they will return from the land of the enemy. Saints, this is a promise. They're not just empty words. They're truth. They're fact. Here are some more facts and here are some more promises. In Isaiah 44, 3, it says, For I will give you abundant water for your thirst and for your parched fields, and I will pour out my spirit and my blessings on your children. Think about that. In Isaiah 49:25, it says, But the Lord says, Even the captives of the mightiest and most terrible shall be freed, for I will fight those who fight you, and I will save your children. That's what God said. He said, I will fight those who fight you, and I will save your children. So all of those bad influences that's been influencing our children and our grandchildren, influenced them. God has said he will fight them. But we have got to give him something to work with. We can't just sit on the sidelines and keep our mouths shut. We're going to have to pray and ask the Lord to intercede, and he will. Mamas, we have authority in the Spirit. Even if your child is grown of age, it matters not. It matters not. God has stacked a deck in our favor. In their favor, they know not know what they do. But He loves our children even more than we do. Praise God. Always declare the Word and pray for them according to the will of the Father. Never, and I repeat, never pray your own will. And it'll always work out. I caution this because it's so easy to think that we know what they need. We, we think it's so we, well, we think we know what is best for our own children. We may think that they need to return and serve this way or serve that way. We may think they need to be a worship leader. We might think they need to be a minister or et cetera. But no, we must pray his will, God's will. And I also encourage you to pray in the spirit as it is his perfect will. For instance, you can pray this word, God's word, over your children. You can write this down. You can pray it yourself. Uh, in Acts twenty six eighteen in, in NIV, it says, Lord, I pray that you will open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Then he just wrote the prayer right out for you. Saints, you always want to make sure you're praying God's words, like I said, and not yours. This is another prayer that you can pray for your children or loved ones. And I'm coming to a close here. These are some prayers. These prayers here that I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray them out loud for your benefit and those listening online. Lord, I ask you to build a hedge of thorns around and insert their names. Insert that child's name or children to separate my loved ones from from any influence not ordained by you. I pray that those who are bad influence will lose interest and flee, and that my loved ones would lose interest in them as well. May that hedge defend against any contact with those who are out of your will. I pray that in their frustration, the prodigal, my child will return to you. I'd also like to say for the benefit of those listening online tonight, Uh, that they would like to have a copy of this, if they were called speak the word ministry, there's a toll-free number, which is 855-505-2297, and we'll be happy to send you a copy of it because I think it's very important that you have a copy of this prayer. And here's the other one. I have personalized this one for your benefit. Father, I thank you right now that you're delivering my children and our times of sowing. I know that you have not lost one seed and a harvest will come. I thank you right now that you're bringing people across my children's path to deliver them and set them free. I release angels to minister to them and declare that no devil in hell will be able to keep them bound with chains of anything contrary to your word. I ask you to surround them with your goodness, for it is the goodness of God that brings repentance." I confess this word over them. And as I do, I thank you that it's shattering the obstacles in their lives into pieces. I give you praise that you're delivering them from deception and delivering them to truth, from sin and to life everlasting. I will be joyful. They will sense the peace on my life and it will bring restoration. I have peace because I have this promise that will not be shaken. Hallelujah. I believe that I have received, and therefore I shall have what I have prayed, according to Mark eleven twenty four. So I give you, Lord, praise and glory in the name of Jesus. So these are powerful prayers, and like I said, everybody has a free will. God gives everybody a free will, but you can keep on praying and, and seeking the Lord for your child, and you can pray prayers over them. Uh, this is something that you need to do on a regular basis. I wouldn't say you need to do it every day. Sometimes I do. It, uh, sometimes I get it in every day, and sometimes I don't. But I pray. And as a matter of fact, when I was um, putting this message together, uh, I, I would stop and pray these over my children again. You can't. You cannot pray enough. Oh, you can't. There's not too much. There's not too much prayers. And I just, like I said, I want you to just uh, keep in mind that the, the, um, the power is in the prayer, in the Word of God. It's, it's in the Word of God. And God is not going to force anyone to do anything. You know, a lot of people say, well, if God is such a loving God, why does He send people to hell? God is a loving God, and He does not send people to hell. They do it themselves because they reject, what, and it's like you don't have to be a criminal. To go to hell, you can be a good person. I mean, you know, you could be a person that does good in the church, does all this stuff, but you have never you've all you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've always rejected him. Well you'll go too. Because that's what that's what sends you there. God it's not his desire. The Bible says it's not his desire that anyone should be lost, but it's his desire to everyone to be saved. And I, I really believe that's why we're having a whole that he's holding up on his return. To give more people an opportunity to receive His Son, so that there won't be so many that's lost. But like I said before, we have to do our part. We have to help. We just can't. It just don't. It's not going to happen on its own. He needs laborers. He needs us. And if you don't need this message tonight, maybe somebody uh, you don't need the prayers. Maybe, maybe somebody you know has a child or children that have strayed, or maybe you know somebody that has accepted Christ, their children, but they're being influenced in the wrong way and being led astray down that path, and they don't have the wisdom or the good sense to get back over. Because, you know, their flesh is very strong. You know, and and a lot of times, uh, whether you're old or young, sometimes our flesh gets us in trouble because we're leaning... We want to do and go what what we want. What looks good feels good. You know whether it's doing things or what whatever. You know it's it's that. Just keep in mind that the Lord loves all of us, no matter who we are, and and, and you can't have done enough bad stuff for God not to love you. mean And even even when we are when we accept the Lord, um, we'll say things or do things that maybe don't please Him but he's always quick to forgive. All we have to do is just repent and ask the Lord and and he's quick. Father God, I thank you tonight. I thank you for the word that you've placed in my spirit to share with my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Holy Spirit for your part in giving me option to speak the word and helping me to put it together. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have interpreted this word to all those listening online as a whole individually and all those in the sanctuary here tonight. And God, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to honor and to privilege to stand up here tonight and declare your word. And I thank you, Lord, for loving us so much. I thank you for your concern over us and our loved ones that you care so much for us. And I thank you, Father. I pray those that are listening will begin to pray just, just over over their loved ones and not give up, that they will persevere and be determined not to give up. And also, I pray that they'll understand that maybe they won't listen to them, but there is someone. And you do have a word for that, that all we need to do is ask the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers across their path. And being a born-again child of God, we have the power in us to command Satan to take the blinders off of our loved ones and release them and loose them in the name of Jesus. We do have that power that you have given us. So I pray, Father, that they will exercise that power and that authority and do as they've been instructed to do. And Father, again, I think of this word tonight. I pray your blessings upon this church and everyone in it. And I pray especially for our pastor and his wife, I pray a special blessing upon them and all the efforts that they do in order just to keep preaching the word to those that are lost wherever they might be. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.